welcome to Devon Dragon Radio on our podcast. I have with me Corey Lithenstone. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Now, if I'm reading everything right, you're actually a musician. Yes. You have a few albums out, including doing a rendition of one of my favorite songs, Under the Boardwalk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Drifters. That's an all-time favorite of many, many people. <laughs> so what you? how did you get started in music? Well, I was started. Uh, my mother started for me. She, she says, uh, you know, one day I was... I was just standing in the living room looking, you know, gazing out the, to the w picture window and I see these two men coming up the stairs, lugging this huge, looked like, looked like a huge thing. And it was, it was a piano they brought up uh, from the local department store. That's where you bought them in those days. And next time my mom announced that, yeah, you boys are starting piano lessons next week. So that's the first I heard of it, the first I saw it. <laughs> so that, that's that's how I got started. So we all everything to mom and piano lessons. I mean, I love piano. So yes. Oh, now you're also a transformational speaker on top of doing your music. Yeah, that that's something that's come uh, of late. You know, okay. as it is actually a result of my music. So. How do you do your transformational speaking? What, how did you get into that? Let's put it that way. Well, I got into it, uh, maybe it was fate, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a story. It goes back, uh, gee, it was, it goes back to, I got it right here. Can you believe? Uh, a musical concert and the venue like was put everything in there lights and everything else so uh, I had gone down early the concert was a Saturday night I'd gone down early in the morning you know I had theater curtains and lights and I was hanging not for a sec okay now i'm back okay okay so i was uh getting everything ready physically for this concert like in the lights and whatnot it took me most of the day and the band was coming down later on for you know quick uh dry run before the concert so anyways the concert was was, was a success and uh about two weeks later, I got this little note in the mail, and it was written on a little three by three blue post-it, you know, and, and, and this is what it said. It, uh, it says, Dear Corey, I've admired your persistent, quiet determination and attention to details. It's more than talent, it's a mature determination. I could do well to apply the same to my life. May God bless all of your efforts, signed Neil S. Now, Neil, guess he, he was 
the custodian of this venue. And apparently he'd been, he'd been watching me do a thing, which I didn't think was unusual. It was, you know, very normal. You got something to do and uh, you just get it done. Right. But this, this was extraordinary for him because I seen, you know, he, those, those words, quiet determination. And that's actually the title of my book. So I said, my goodness. There was something in that letter, but I wasn't sure what it was. So I'm just going to put that away. There's something in there was calling out to me. And I just put that away for about five years on the bookshelf. Uh, and, and, and in fact, I framed it right here. You can see it right there. There's a, <laughs> that is right awesome. There. Uh, and so uh, as years passed, you know, I, I ran into this fellow. Uh, his name is Robert Allen. He was coaching people. On, he said, everybody has a book to write. Everybody has a book inside of them. And he was right. I said, well, okay, what will I write about? And it came to me. I'm going to find out what this quiet determination, what did Neil mean by quiet determination? What, what did he mean? Because, you know, I had done nothing unusual as far as I was concerned. But so I, I, I said about thinking, you know, what he, what this meant and, and, and the, and the, and as I planned the book out, things started coming to me. And basically what, what it was, I, I just had a mindset. It was just my, my mindset. I, I, was, uh, I was trained, born with, and uh, uh, coached, that you get something done and you keep, you're gonna do something. You start and then you keep going and then you finish it. And so I looked back and I, and I, and I related that to my music. A lot of the things I'd done in music had given me this mindset, uh, you know, because in, in music, you, it, you have to start something, you learn, you have to keep repeating and repeating and repeating, whether you like it or not, <laughs> until you get results, you know, you have to stick to it. You have to forgo things that you want to do another, in order to reach the goal that you're doing. Like a lot of the times, my friends and then boys in the neighborhood say, come on out and play. I can't, guys, I gotta, I gotta practice my piano a bit more. Oh, you poor guy, you, know, you gotta go and practice. Okay, so I was taught through music, uh, even though I didn't know it, a lot of things you have to do to be successful. And, and it's that mindset that you have, and it's transferable, it's not just for music. You, it's the same set of mindsets as you transfer to any part of your life to be successful. And, and Neil hit it right on the head. He says, it's mature determination. I could do well to apply the same to my own life. So if he could apply my mindset to his, uh, to his he feels he would, do, he would do well. So my book sort of laid out what- One moment, get my dog, he's- there's days she's nice and quiet, and today she's not being quiet. Get downstairs. I'm sorry about that. No problem. Trying to work from home, and sometimes the dog works with me, and sometimes she doesn't. 
Oh, it's, 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 as long as he works well, <laughs> when he works. Um, so we have quiet, my, quiet determination out there. And I do a lot of things with different coaches, work with like Antonio T. Smith, who works with Blair Blazer. So doing a mindset, changing and taking it from your personal life to your business life, to your creative life, rather it be music, writing, acting, it changes everything you do. And so many people can learn from that. I mean, you have what, 15 ways to break the barriers in your book. Yes. Yeah. And those, um, it's basically just mindset, you know, uh, it's just, you know, it's not a, uh, it, it, it's something that everybody can do. Like it's, it, they're not, not secret. It's just a matter of, you know, you can do it. Yes. Anyone out there can change your own mindset. There's no secret to that. The secret is staying away from the negative people that bring you down. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's, it's funny, the, the longer you're here, the more, more that becomes so evident. There's, uh, I, I think the, the ratio of negative to positive people that could influence your life is probably three, three or four to one. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, that's true. Yeah. At least, okay, you take any small, a hundred a group of a hundred people at least 70 percent of them are negative anymore we don't have that mindset of positivity now if we take the same group and you have a 70 percent 75 percent that's positive what happens to that 20 percent or 25 percent they start changing their main mindset yeah yeah and that's um you know, and you have to ask the question, why is it that negativity seems to be the overwhelming force? Exactly. We don't have a solution as what why is negative, but we're trying to give people hope and say, hey, change your mindset, change how you think and respond to situations. Then you can grow in life. If you want that promotion, you're not going to get it if you're negative all the time. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's kind of uh, the philosophy, at least in North America, that things are supposed to come easy. And then they may come easy in school where, you know, where you're, you're automatically promoted or you're, you're giving you're you're given uh, trophies for participation, even though you came in dead last. Uh, when you go to the real world, and when you find that, sorry, uh, one and one makes two. One plus a half doesn't make two. Before <laughs> one plus a half would be two. <laughs> right. But and so, it's. I think it's. It's, it's my. I said, as a cheat, do I really have to work that hard? It's happened. You know, people really don't. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of, a lot of work. 
It does. And the sad thing and is, like I say, and this is people go. If we start this in school, if we start teaching mindset in school and start teaching, hey, you actually have to work to get ahead, not just skate by or have participation certificates or ribbons or whatever, we actually teach real life in school would be so much better as adults. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's ever going to happen, you know, and it's for in the individuals, uh, you know, that I call the talent whispers. You know, if you're lucky, I mean, I've been fortunate to have a couple of talent whispers in, in, in my life, and perhaps you probably have as well, who, who give you that encouragement. And, and, you know, a little bit of encouragement goes a long way, you know, a long, long way in you that you don't see and you could never see just just from your just because your point of view you know uh they 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 can see your strengths and and they see your weaknesses and you know sometimes you think your strength your you, your strengths are your strengths but you find that for a talent for sometimes your strengths are your weaknesses <laughs> you know but you know they 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 they're they're very good to have someone like that to, to, to give you that guidance. But again, you have to be open. You have to have a mindset to be open, to accept uh, positive, uh, not criticism, but a, a critique. Yes, a positive critique. And, and, and be, uh, be open enough to accept that and say, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. Exactly. You have to try new things. You have to keep trying new things until you get ahead. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, isn't that the definition of insanity? Yes, but you know, this is what people do. Uh, and, and one of my, one chapter of my book, I, I talk about um, persistent practice. Uh, and And people think that well, if, if I do this one thing, keep doing it over and over, I do it well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get to put the extra hours in. I'll do all these things. I'll just keep doing that. Uh, that's just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You have to go outside of that and add a new skill or add something different you know, even something that simple like you mentioned you, you'd want to get a promotion just keep doing the same things well is only good but it's not good enough you have to add new skills i can do i can do five things well i keep doing them five and i've been doing them for 10 years well i think you better add number six you know that really shows you know uh, that that's this is what makes you better. This is what gets you in line for a promotion. Is you're showing people that you know you have more things to give than just just that. Even though those things are good, but you have to grow. Right. You can be a best-selling author with one book. Well, okay. When your next book coming out? Well, I'm not writing no more. I'm already a best-selling author. Okay. Why? You wrote one, why not write three? Why not write six? 
why not go take what you learn from here and teach a class on writing? Go that extra step. Don't just stop once you get to your benchmark. Yeah, it's like they say in sports, you're only as good as your last game. Exactly. <laughs> and that's so true, though. I mean, you could be the best at that game. Well, did you bring that game to this game? Because it's a different game now. You're in a different day, different mindset. Exactly. And you have one of my favorite quotes on your website from Maya Angelo that says, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. We see this with writing, we see this with all forms of creative arts, but we also take this when you're a manager. How are you making people feel today? When you're a cashier at McDonald's, are you taking your negative whatever happened and put it over to your customer? Are you giving them a smile and brighten up their day? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said before, it's, it's not, not something that, that is a secret. It's just normal, they're right in front of us, these things. And like you say, even like the cashier, wherever it is, how they make you feel and that makes you want to go back to that same place again because you know once somebody gives you a rough time is not nice to you 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 know you say well i'm not coming back here again you know it's and it's it's that simple yeah it is it's so simple to change your mindset and to actually take control over your thoughts yeah. your mom your dad your grandma grandpa cousins, aunt, uncles, whoever's in your near circle is not in control of your thoughts. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the things I do in my transformational speaking. When I speak, I include my music. Like, basically speaking is storytelling. You know, you, you, you have a point and you tell a story around it. Uh, but I drive the point of the story home with a rendition of a, mostly of a, of a song that I've written. And it's that emotional tie to the song that drives home my point. And this is what people remember. Like, like along with the same quote, people, people forget the facts, okay, long after whatever it is, a conference, a seminar, but they, like you say, they remember how you made them feel. And the music is one of the tools that I use to get in, to touch people emotionally. And that's a great tool for you because you're a musician. It works because, yeah. okay, music, people will remember music more than they will remember anything that's spoken. Exactly, exactly. So, you touch someone's heart with your music, but you're also touching the words with your brain because now they're remembering the words to that song because it's put to music. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I, I recently went to a conference. It was in Las Vegas. When was it? It was January. Yeah, before the shutdown. 
and one of the speakers came on and of all the speakers that day he's the only one i remember because the way he he focused on the way he delivered his talk i still remember the three things he says and that were well, paramount to being a successful uh, coach or or a leader he says you got to have love for the person you have to trust them and you have to be committed i still remember those three things because he, he touched us emotionally and i couldn't tell you you know just walking away with three things like that those uh, another thing i'll never forget those i mean he made he made the impact you know because he touches motion and those three words or those three ideas very 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 powerful and he made it so simple very true it, it's just simplicity works better than complicating whatever you're talking about yeah when you complicate your talking and when you're complicating your message people don't understand it if you keep it nice and simple we can understand it exactly so right now are you concentrating on your music your books or your motivational speaking more well i'm doing um yeah actually still three but in the order uh i'm concentrating first on still my music uh but on the, the, the business around my book. Um, a, a book is a, basically a tool. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, most people say, oh, you've written a book, isn't that great? Well, the book, yeah, it's important, but it's only a tool. And, and it's connected to my, to my speaking. It's only used to get more speaking engagements. It's, it's more, think of it as a glorified business card. Uh, you know, when you give someone a business card, you know, just the little ones we have today, they put it away and they may not ever see it again. You right. give, them a book, give them a book. That's not going in. I mean, I mean, no, it's not. Be able to see that. Yeah. I have business cards laying around my office everywhere. I have yeah. books on a shelf. I hit, keep the ones that are like my motivational speakers that I talk to all the time or, Hey, I, I'm needing help. I need a creative get out of my mind for a second. I go to the book because their book's going to have all their contact information to get a hold of them. I can there go through 200 business cards and never find who I'm looking for. That's right. That's right. In, in the business card, unless there's a picture on there, who is this person? <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously, you have to put your picture on your business cards nowadays. Because uh, I found the trouble. Yeah. Well, but even so, you know, I, you know, I find a big, big fault with business cards. 
give you the business card. Say, yes, I do this, but you know, two months later, I look at the card, you know, I see, you know, Joe Blow, uh, call me when you need, um, when you need a hand, a hand in what, you know, or from FDY Solutions. What, mm -hmm. what kind of solutions? Dishwasher solutions, you know? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So, I, 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 what do you do? <laughs> you know, I knew at the time when I got the card, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, I, I, and more likely, I put it in a pile somewhere, and I won't look at that pile for months or years. Mm -hmm. But like you say, the book is there. And uh, basically, one thing I'm looking at now is uh, one of my approaches to use my book, you know, because I, I just because they, if they buy it, yes. But, uh, I, uh, if you're, it, it's in a real world, you know, looking at the real world, they will read it if they have the time or they feel like because people are very, very busy now. What I'm look, using my book for is, like I say, so people will, will not forget me, but also, I'm hoping people will get several copies of my book so they can attach their card or even write in the inside cover and give it to somebody else, you know, with their name in. So, you know, they've got that, they've got that kind of gift. It's same idea. It's much better than giving away a promotional mug or a promotional hat or a promotional pen or promotional computer. Oh, I know. You know. You've got something use you've got something useful. Yes. And it's got value. You are the second motivational no, third motivational speaker I've talked to that gives away their books in hope that hey, here's my book, put to and from in it and pass it on to someone else. Because now you're getting the credit for the book, but they have their name in it as well. So they're being remembered secondly exactly but we're almost out of time okay. so where can our listeners find you they can get me at uh on my website which is corey livingstone that's spelled k-o-r-y and then that's easy to remember you got the you type those into your computer and you'll come up with me you'll you got my email address and whatnot my website it'll come right up to you it was awesome having you on the show today i'm very honored to have a triple threat on my show which is music books and motivational speaking so thank you so much for joining me today oh you're welcome thank you uh, thank you for inviting me and have a wonderful weekend. And to all of our listeners, have a wonderful day. And pick up Corey's book, listen to music, or have him on your podcast if you have a podcast. It's wonderful talking with you, and have a wonderful day. Thanks. Bye now. Bye.